is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yes, it is. Good evening. Nice to be here. Just gone nine o'clock on a Sunday night. My name is Vinny White, and I present to you a news and views omelette served with grilled news and, uh, I don't know, a caramelised opinion dressing. It's the Vinnie White Show. Uh, you can get in touch with the show on 416-872-1010. You can text the show on 71010. I'm here. It's live. Hello. And... Um, it's coming from downtown Toronto, where all the cool hipsters are, and me and Pat. I'm me, and this is Pat. Hi, Pat, the producer. Hey. Uh, so that's that. That's what's going down. You know where you are. We've done the housekeeping. We're off to the races. Let's get cooking. Uh, Going to have a look back at some of the week's news, as always. And uh, we'll be speaking to Amanda Capito, who will come in live to talk about uh, various goings-on around the world, concentrating perhaps on Toronto. There's not that much going on um, in the news, which is, I suppose when you think about it, it's probably good. No news is good news and all that, but um, it's, it's not too bonkers out there. Um, it was a beautiful weekend. Well, ups and downs. Yesterday I went to a barbecue. What's the right way of getting out of a conversation when someone's boring at a barbecue? That's what I always wonder. I had this situation yesterday and lots of extremely fun, exciting people. One bore and I could see everyone laughing behind the boring person and I like them and I wanted to be there. Is it wrong to say, can I go over there now? Is that wrong? Yeah, I guess so. Is that it? would be socially impolite, I suppose. Right, someone should have told me that when I was growing up. <laughs> No, <laughs> I said, shall we go over there? They look like they're having fun. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's the way you can make them feel involved. And then when you Inclusive. get over there, just, just, like, just don't stand next to them. There you go. That's for free. Um, and I haven't got a great deal of exciting stuff to tell you. But the st- exciting stuff isn't behind me. It's in front of me. I'm so excited. I, I'm just about holding control of my bladder because this week I'm going to Iceland. Yes, I've never been. Have you ever been, Pat? No, but that's actually one of the places I've always wanted to go. It's very high on my list. Iceland has to be that... that uh, Iceland and Australia, for some reason, have the same effect with Canadians. As soon as you say you're going there, people go, oh, I've always wanted to go there. I <sighs> also always wanted to go to uh, Australia. I've got family out there. Have you? Yeah. It's a hard one to do two in one. Very orcs, unless you've got a lot of money or a very lost pilot. Either way, um, I'm, well, you're only a young pup. What are you, 20-something? 23. That'd be all right. Um, I'm going on Wednesday on a night flight. I'm airbnb which I've never done before. Apparently, that's the way to go in Iceland. And um, I'm going with my girlfriend. And we don't have any real plans apart from to sit in hot springs, climb a volcano, look at a trench. That is not what you think. And probably, don't know, meet some weirdos. Got to be loads of weirdos there, and there. I don't mean the population. I just mean that a lot of people that go to Iceland are probably, you know, it's not, it's not Florida, is it? It's not like, oh, let's go down to Myrtle Beach or something like that. So, so hopefully there'll be some exciting people, and hopefully when I arrive back next Sunday, if I'm on time, I'll be coming reasonably straight onto the radio. So next week it will be like, hi, I've just got back from Iceland. 
which makes me sound all terribly rock and roll. I'm excited about it already. So that's coming up this week. If you, I know it's rather selfish and not entirely inclusive, but if you've been to Iceland and you've got any advice, can you text it on 71010 or call me on 416-872-1010? What shall I, where shall I go? What shall I do? Anything to watch out for? You know, I'm, apart from the music of Bjork, which I appreciate is quite harrowing and a real test on the ears. But um, is there anything that I should be uh, careful of? whilst in Iceland. I presume it's going to be almost permanently light because we're not that far away from the summer solstice, are we? Oh, perfect time to go then. Mike, would I, I won't see the lights, will I? You've got to be there. I mean, I'm not talking about electric light bulbs. Aren't they, you've got to be during the winter, haven't you, for the aurora borealis? I'm not sure. I have no I, I guess you'd certainly have to, it would have to be dark for you to see it. It would have to be dark. You'd need magnetic fields. And that's where my knowledge runs out. Uh, hilarious text from Hamilton. You'll fit right in with the weirdos. It's hard, see. I don't know if I should be offended by that because it doesn't come with any tone. That's the problem with text. Because if they were in the studio smiling saying that, I'd probably find that quite amusing. But as it is, I want to mangle you and uh, put you under the wheels of a very large truck. But I won't let you know that. It's not live, is it? Oh, God. Um, Right. White supremacist news. Never good news. Is it? But interesting, nonetheless. Uh, white supremacists don't often get a, a lot of love in popular culture. Uh, their music is far from mainstream, and uh, having a swastika tattoo is uh, always always tricky, I would imagine. Uh, James Kirkpatrick, a self-confessed, self-confessed racist and white nationalist, wrote on the website vdare.com, uh, apparently it's a white supremacist website, that he really likes the new... Angry Birds movie this week. Um, This is quite an interesting story. Um, Why does he like the Angry Birds movie? Well, the movie tells the story of an outcast red bird who is also the only member of his tribe to be suspicious of a group of green pigs who have just arrived on their island. According to Kirkpatrick, the racist, the red bird is a lonely bird a bit like a white nationalist, trying to warn his fellow citizens about the dangers of immigrants. As it turns out, he says, this is a direct quote, as it turns out, the pigs are only the... Uh, uh, sorry. As it turns out, the pigs are only at the island to eat the eggs of the birds, he writes. They use explosives, much like other groups of res- refugees, he says. Also, <laughs> they don't really like pork. What? They blow up the houses of the birds and steal the eggs. It reminds me very much of what's happening in the United States, he says. Does it? I'm not saying that the United States is a harmonious, blossoming sea of tranquility, a bonkers utopia of happiness, but I don't know if it's like that. I would bet $1,000 explosives have never been used in any egg theft ever. (laughs) I'll say it right now. Um, he says the red bird suddenly finds himself thrust for, as an outcast and rouses the birds in a righteous fury. That's why I like the movie. There's no moment where the two tribes learn that they're actually the same. They're just enemies. Good guys win, bad guys lose in the end, and we all have a few laughs on the way. That's why I like Angry Birds the movie, said a white supremacist. That sentence weirds on it, is weird on its own, isn't it? That's why I like Angry Birds the movie. Said a white supremacist. You know, you always think of them as a bit heartless, but uh, 
Perhaps he was chuckling away to that movie. If this guy can make Angry Birds a race issue, it must be hard to watch a movie with him. Like watching movies with white supremacists like James Kirkpatrick. Because you could always find an alternative narrative. Imagine sitting down and watching Titanic. Oh, this boat really reminds me of the struggle against black people, which are like the waves. Yeah, it's not really like that, James. It's not, it's not really about that. Imagine watching The Martian with him. Oh, his lack of oxygen really reminds me of the difficulty I feel in living in an environment full of people that don't look like me. Again, I mean, it's not really about that. I wonder if he could get some sort of weird race narrative out of any movie. Pretty Woman? I was thinking you probably could. What about Pretty Woman? Yeah. Richard Gere's love for Julia Roberts reminds me of my love for the KKK. Do you know what I mean? Never watch Avatar with him. Too easy. Too easy. <sighs> that sounds exciting. You won't see many seniors like in Florida if you go to Iceland. I bet the weather will be awesome. Same weekend as the Canadian GP, though. Have fun. GP, is that Grand Prix? I would assume so. Is it? Is that Montreal? I've no clue. Is this, is this talk sport? It's bordering on it. <laughs> I meant the station. <laughs> Evidently not. And if it is, we are so fired. Um, anyway, that's that. Uh, Amanda Pedo comes in later. I'm going to talk about burgers. I had a burger this week. Oh, my God. I haven't eaten since. It was like Wednesday. Food, baby. Uh, but before that, let's talk parrots and various birds. Um, extremely bizarre news out of the US this week. An African grey parrot, known for its very filthy mouth, may be the key witness to the killing of his owner. The parrot, named Bud, belonged to a guy called Martin Durham until May, when a killer shot death, the owner, right, Martin Durham, and shot Durham's wife, apparently, because she had a shotgun wound to her head in the attack. Sounds awful, doesn't it? Right? Michigan State Police... Investigators initially suspected an intruder. Of course it was, right? But no. They now think it was his wife as a suspect. Now, she has since recovered from her injuries somehow. So police records now allege that Durham shot her husband five times with a gun that belonged to the family, then turned the weapon on herself, you see. The couple reportedly have been having financial problems. Now, this is all supported by the fact that Glenna Durham left three suicide notes. So that didn't help her case. Now, she's denied killing her husband, and detective, in, detectives have interviewed her. Now she's recovered. She said, I know for a fact I didn't kill my husband, which makes me think she did. Because if you ever... <laughs> like, if you didn't do something, you know, why prefix it with I know for a fact? Like, if I said to you, Pat, I know for a fact it wasn't me that urinated around the toilet. You'd think it was me that urinated around the toilet, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be wondering why you're bringing that up. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was David Eddy. Disgusting. He'll be on later. You tell him. Um, I know for a fact I didn't kill my husband, she said. Now, Durham has, has uh, not been charged. Her in-laws, however, insist... That she was the killer, and they say that a parrot can prove it. A parrot. Squawking, you know, bird, avian thing. 
A few weeks after their son was murdered, Lillian and Charles Durham took a video of Bud the Parrot repeating what sounds like an argument, complete with changing voices. At one point, the parrot says, don't effing shoot, although he doesn't say effing. Uh, Charles Durham said he believes Bud's verbal outburst is a sign that the bird saw the crime. It's not quite clear whether legally Bud could be used as evidence in the upcoming trial. Really, is it not clear? <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, Pat, but even a well-trained lawyer probably hasn't come up against this one when he went to law school. Thank goodness I'm an expert in bird law. Yeah. Is it? Can you use a budgie? No, no, no. This sounds like something Carl Pilkington would believe. Carl Pilkington. I haven't heard him for a while. Uh, if you don't know who Carl Pilkington is, uh, he's very funny and a friend of Ricky Gervais's that has done uh, a great deal of hilarious podcasts. I recommend, and I know Pat does too. Uh, but it does sound very Pilkington-esque. Um, it's not quite clear legally whether Bud could be used as evidence, but the police indicated that's not out of the question. There's probably a few white policemen in the USA ready to bribe that parrot with a massive bag of bird seed, telling them that, can you just say that the, that the black teenager had a gun? Can you just, just squawk that? Uh, the, country, uh, the county prosecutor says he's aware of the couple and uh, he's aware that the bird talked. He said he'll decide whether to go with the parrot in the next two or three weeks after Michigan State Police finish their investigation. At least one parrot aficionado says it's entirely possible that Bud the parrot is vocally reciting what he witnessed. Samuel Carr, a parrot buff from San Diego, California, says that grey parrots are very intelligent and can learn to mimic phrases quickly if there's a reason. What's interesting here is that probably the reason is PTSD, parrot PTSD. Because he was probably having post-traumatic stress disorder, repeating what his favourite person said as he was being shot. So when Parrot said what the Parrot said, at one point the Parrot said, don't effing shoot, he probably was reciting the man getting murdered. So if you think there's uh, someone trying to kill you, get a Parrot to be on the safe side. Cameras overrated. Now, this is a avian evidence story, right? But while this bird could be giving evidence, this week, here in Canada, another one is removing evidence. And I think you need to hear it. Until the crow eventually dropped the knife uh, and police got a hold of it. Vancouver police have confirmed this. They do say this crow was quite persistent, but they did manage to get a hold of the evidence. Um, the crow also persisted uh, and hung around the crime scene for a while. He was seen uh, uh, hanging out on the burn car as well as trying to get into uh, the camera gear uh, of some of the media that were at the scene. Um, so this crow is quite infamous in this neighborhood. Kanak also has his own Facebook site. And on this Facebook site, there's a photo of Kanak with another knife. And that was a photograph that was taken in January. So this isn't the first time that this crow has dealt with knives. Michael? Well, not just knives, because my understanding is, and you know, I've covered crime stories as a reporter, that, that description that suspects are, are known to police, this crow is known to police, known to Vancouverites, because it's been seen around. 
Yeah, Michael. Uh, so Canuck has been seen at the horse races. He's been seen uh, riding the Sky Train. He's attacked cyclists. And the story behind Canuck is that uh, he had fallen from a nest and then a young man had helped uh, rehabilitate him. And, and so he's gotten used to humans. But he seems to have also developed a, a bit of a darker streak. He's been also known to steal keys um, and so on. And so um, it remains to be seen what exactly will happen to Kanaka if he'll receive any sort of punishment for this behavior at all. <laughs> or be a tourist attraction, Mira. Thank you for this. The CBC's Mira Baines in Vancouver. That's evil Canuck the crow interfering with evidence, tampering. Weird story. Uh, so I'm going to Iceland this week and I'm appreciating your text. Thank you very much. And um, I've just asked your advice on, on what I should do there. Uh, so far the text in, watch out for ice. I, yeah, I don't, I think it's all right now. I mean, there's probably a bit in the freezers and maybe a little bit. Would, they even, would glasses still be knocking about up there? Someone says, uh, I'm pretty sure that Iceland has the highest suicide rate in the world. Have a good time. Cheers for that. Okay, then. And uh, just went a few weeks ago, says someone, expensive but worth it. Yeah, Iceland's weird because now there's this new airline. You can fly out of Leicester B. Pearson for, um, I think it's only like 200 and, or is it round trip, 440 bucks round trip, 220 each way to, from uh, Toronto to Reykjavik, which is pretty good value, really. Considering how far it is. And uh, that's great. Then you get out and you realise that uh, a pint is like, what? Is it $15 or something? A beer? I think it's crazy. So I'll be bringing my own bottle of whiskey. Oh, I'm not stupid. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Who is that that says that? You're tuned in to the Vinnie Wade Show. He's great. I hear that narrative in my head sometimes. And I need a boost of confidence, you know what I mean? Going to chat up a woman. You're awesome. Everything you do is awesome. Just lives in my head. It's telling me everything's going to be all right. Uh, what was I going to do? What are we doing? Oh, we should do this. The obligatory, the highlight of the show, the obligatory advert for my company. Uh, let's mix it up a bit, Pat. Can I have some stupid fun music? Like it is actually an advert. Anytime you like. He gets paid for this. Hi, my name's Vinny, and I'm here to tell you about a great service where you could get your photograph on a canvas. <laughs> yeah, if you go to mrphotocanvas.com and upload your photograph or just email it on over. We'll print it on canvas and you can pay on pickup, which means that you know exactly what you're getting. And since you pay on pickup, have you got anything a bit more depressing? It's just too upbeat. Give me something sort of a bit stark. That's better. You need a photograph on canvas? Then go to mrphotocanvas.com. Even though the world's a pathetically lonely and desperately selfish place, why not have a photograph of your lovely face so everyone can see it on your wall and maybe a loved one before they die? 
MrPhotoCanvas.com, available now. I'd do it if you want, if you can be bothered. I'm not saying you have to, it's just a bit of advice, isn't it? You go somewhere else, see if I care. There's plenty of services online. Use one of the competition. I hope they mess up your photo. I wouldn't. Not bitter, just saying. I think it's sort of like postmodern. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bit different. I think we're setting a trend. In 10 years, all the ads will be like that. Just some really sad, harrowing music and someone going, why not try the new burger at McDonald's if you can be bothered? Things move with the times. It's like uh, the Sarah McLaughlin animal rescue ads. I think they were the first ones to do that. Remind me. I don't know if I remember them. It's very sad music with pictures of animals that have been abused and then they're saying, like, you know, these animals have been abused. You should donate to. I forget what charity it is. I see. CNN runs it all the time overnight. I can't watch it. You've forgotten what it's for, which means it might be slightly ineffective. Well, I have to tune out. It's too depressing. Yeah. Sam McLaughlin's never that upbeat the best of the time. So that's why I always listen to her remixes, not her originals. Great artist. Bit down. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, your text so far on 71010. Can't believe you're going to Iceland. Are you going to podcast it? Actually, yeah, I should. I didn't think about that, but it would save me some work, wouldn't it? Because I'll probably be quite tired next week. So if I, if I get in a hot tub with a microphone and um, record something, I'll play it back to you next week. Thanks. That's a really good idea. Hopefully it'll be entertaining. We'll see. Vote confusion now as we look back at this week's news. Uh, voters in one Romanian town face a potentially confusing trips to the polls today. So it's already weird that they're going to the polls on a Sunday, but apparently that's what they do in Romania. Uh, apparently three candidates for mayor all have exactly the same name. The incumbent mayor of a small Romanian town called... Well, the, the guy is called Vasil Sepoy. Vasil Sepoy is seeking a fourth term, this guy, right? Bit of a challenge. He's got two other mayoral candidates that he's got a fight against. One called Vasil Sepoy, the other one called Vasil Sepoy. All spelt the same? Yes. Jesus. The three men aren't related. Uh, Vasil Sepoy is simply, well, Vasil is simply a, a very popular Romanian name, and Sepoy is a common last name in that particular region. The unusual situation guarantees that Vasil Sepoy will win. So did they vote by picture? That's a very good question. How do, the, how do the blind do it? See, that's well, you've just said, just quickly, a far better idea than what they came up with. The ballot papers will be marked Vasil Sepoy from the valley, Vasil Sepoy from the hill, and Vasil Sepoy the original, which means you, you need to know where the majority of Vasil Sepoys live. Well, if it's the three mayoral candidates, you hope people who are voting are well aware of where each of them sort of came from kind of thing, I hope. Well, I mean, you say that. One's from the hill, one's from the valley. It's a bit brief. Romania's not a big country, I'm guessing. <laughs> or, sorry, that's a town. It's a mayoral thing. So it's, it's a mayoral thing, yeah. It could be one town. Or, um, I mean, I, one hill. I specifically skipped the name of the town because it's so confusing to uh, pronounce. I was struggling with Vasil Tepoy, but it was impossible to get round that. Uh, Danish drones drop surprising stuff. News from Denmark this week. Danish researchers are developing an insect-dropping drone for organic farming. They're working on a device that can dispense uh, ladybirds. Ladybirds are called ladybugs here, aren't they? Indeed. 
which actually is a better name for them. In England, yeah. we call them ladybirds, but that's stupid because only half of them are ladies and none of them are birds. <laughs> yeah, the bird part makes no sense. Yeah, ladybugs is a better name. Well done, Canada. The drone will drop ladybugs and predatory mites over organic crops to gobble up aphids and other pests. Researchers say that one aim is to make organic farming easier and reduce the amount of crops lost to pet damage, ultimately bringing down the prices for consumers. So in a sense, it's quite a good idea. Dropping insects from the sky, though, isn't straightforward, apparently, even if some of them can fly. The challenge is to develop a spreader that can spread the insects without destroying them, says the associate professor of the University of Southern Denmark. He said they need to eat the pest before they themselves end up as bird food. That means that designing a drone full of insects is quite complicated. Initially, the project will focus on strawberry fields, orchards and Christmas tree plantations because they cover a relatively small area. But the team thinks the drone could be used on a much bigger scale. Interesting. It's one drone you don't want to be out of control. Like, imagine if you're mildly drunk walking down the streets of Copenhagen and a drone floats over your head and dumps 10,000 ladybugs on you. It's not the ultimate night out, is it? No, better than mosquitoes, I guess. <laughs> oh, don't I, I did a terrible thing this morning. I was lying in bed just checking the news, and I thought, I wonder how that Olympics is going. It's not looking good, is it? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. You know, the World Health Organization and a load of doctors, I think about 100 doctors, got together and wrote an open letter saying, do not do the Olympics. It's The Zika virus is pretty out of control in Brazil, and it happens to be focused particularly around Rio. You're going to get, I don't know, tens of thousands of people flying in and out on a regular basis in a country that's already really not doing well recently. Not looking good, this Olympics. Yeah, it seems... But a lot of people want to say, oh, there's always something wrong with every Olympics coming up. But this is sort of like a biological hazard. Yeah. and That hasn't happened in a while. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah, usually it's like, oh, we forgot to build the toilets. Yeah, they're not going to finish the stadium yeah. or like, oh, it looks like uh, this poor country is not exactly got it together. This is, uh, I mean, the p- potential of this spreading around the world like Outbreak or some horrifying movie like that. Uh, I don't like it. And also, you got to think about the amount of women, and this particularly affects them if they ever want to get pregnant. I mean, half the athletes are going to be women potentially half the audience it's going to be millions and millions of people yeah yeah no it's not looking good is it i mean there was corruption in sochi and the weather wasn't perfect in vancouver and that was london london went pretty well apart from the spice girls i didn't hear any complaints about london frankly I and I wouldn't want to just give that to you. No, because I'm sure you take pride in it. I, do you know what I do? Even though I, I haven't lived there for ten years, and I wasn't there when it happened. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, it's really weird. I watched it and I thought, oh god, I like being British. Yeah, I enjoyed the Vancouver ones, even though I've only ever been to Victoria Island and I didn't particularly like it. So, yeah. but I'm still happy when you know it went well. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go to a break because I'm obliged to do so. But when we return, I think I'm going to talk to Amanda Capito and do some other stuff. So it's not the biggest tease of all time, but I think it's worth hanging around. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. It is always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you for your text. Really helpful. A lot of people been to Iceland, actually, and a lot of people using Wow Air. Uh, James in Steeltown says, bring some vitamin D. Well, James in Steeltown probably says, bring some vitamin D. 
Uh, it's never really been bright and sunny there. Icelandic children are regularly given exposure to UV lights. Maintain your health. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Obviously, it's a lot worse in the winter. Um, but having said that, I shall uh, do my best to remain in the sun as much as possible because that's what I like. Um, someone else said, uh, why would you want to go to Iceland? Someone that's not that well-travelled, I feel. Just Google image, holler, H-O-L-L-E-R, I think, Icefield. It's maybe the one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. That's where you see the Borealis, and it looks like it's uh, jetting over the mountain. It looks amazing. I think I'm going to do it off air. I just, I'm not sure it's radio-friendly, talk, yeah. talking about images. Oh, look at that volcano. It's so big. Um yeah, I'm quite. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, uh, Brexit news. Well, I'll keep it brief because it doesn't really affect you. I wouldn't worry too much uh, if you're interested. Britain might be exiting Europe. Uh, you know, like everyone always goes on about how um, Greece is running out of money, and then they go, "Oh, Greece just got more money." It's a bit like that, but different in the sense that it's quite boring. But when you actually think about it, it's quite significant. Uh, now, because I'm here, I don't have to vote on the Brexit, which I'm quite happy about because, well. I don't like making heavy decisions. And it is a really heavy decision, should Britain leave the EU. Uh, but uh, as, as with all things, uh, Britons are taking extremely seriously. And uh, there was one person in mid-Wales uh, who had a sign on their lawn saying, vote leave. And uh, someone attacked it with a spray can and turned vote leave into vote beaver. So hopefully that was a, a, a vacationing uh, Canadian. Now, it's difficult to know what to do, whether we, I say we being a Brit, of course, um, should leave the EU. And I'm quite glad I don't have to make that decision. But if there's one person that knows a lot of stuff, and that might be an understatement, it's Stephen Hawking. This re week he wrote, uh, remaining in the EU provides essential support for British scientific research, as well as its economy and security. He also went on to say, gone are the days that we as Britain can stand on our own against the world. We in the UK need to be part of a larger group of nations, both for our security security and our trade. So um, actually, of all the things that Hawking has ever written, that's one thing that I finally have the mental capacity to understand. Uh, in his tirade, he also changed tack and somehow got talking about our old buddy, Donald Trump. Oh, yes. Stephen Hawking admits he's baffled by Donald Trump's popularity. He said this week, he is a demagogue who seems to appeal to the lowest common denominator. And uh, I don't know if it takes a, an astrophysicist to come up with that, but uh, it seems fairly obvious. But nonetheless, he uh, he said that. He also went on to say black holes have uh, long been regarded as eternal prisons for all that is sucked into their depths. Actually, that's probably where uh, Donald Trump's morals, principles, intelligence and a good section of his hair have gone. Amanda Capito, good evening. Hello. Where have you been? I've been beside myself. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. That's all that matters. How are you? Good, how are you? Amanda Capito is our resident news junkie. She knows all about stuff and things. It's quite quiet in Toronto news-wise, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. So that's why I was hoping you... I told you that, and then you responded with, don't worry, I have a quiz. So <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm eager to see what, what Newsy Poos is going to be about this this week. It's going to be about burgers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, I was worried, but now I'm feeling a little more at ease. I feel like I know my burgers. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying that you look like you know your burgers. That's, I'm just doing a quiz on burgers. Okay. It's okay. Did I make it worse? <laughs> you, yeah. I don't even go there saying, are you calling me fat? But, you know, you just bring it on yourself. This when is... did you, you said that the other day about something? I say it all the time. I, I said, I People was just... People are like, pass the salt. I'm like, are you calling me fat? <laughs> 
Is that is that what's happening here? <laughs> I think I said the other day off air, I said, you look nice. And you went, do you mean fat? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, no. <laughs> it's just the best because everyone gets so, everyone cringes, right? You, yeah. They feel so bad. But and you're I, confident in yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, why I liked it. Fine, upstanding citizen that you are. I felt fat this week. In fact, I can I can bring you into this burger talk now by uh, explaining a few things. Okay. Um, I ate a burger this week. Oh, my God. I didn't know I could do such a thing. It all started. It's probably a few months ago, and I was sitting in the window of a McDonald's tucking into a sausage and egg McMuffin, which is, I don't know if you know this, but it's a bit like sort of sinking your teeth into a small, soft, forest-dwelling creature. <laughs> I love sausage and egg McMuffin. Perhaps a light dusting of flour, <laughs> one which thoroughly enjoys being eaten and responded to each bite by gently urinating warm oil down my chin. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you aren't they like 199 calories or something <laughs> I mean, it depends what you say by good there's not a sniff of a veg <laughs> if you eat enough of them on a ship you're gonna get scurvy <laughs> there's not a sniff of a veg <laughs> ain't no green on that there's you're, not you're even right, a coffee. slice of gherkin is there <laughs> good for you you heard it here first <laughs> this I is have how no I idea justify. you're paid off by massive american corporations <laughs> till now Anyway, it was uh, it was a strangely comforting experience. I must admit, I do like those burgers and the sausage and egg. As you say, of of the selections available now, they're reasonably healthy. And now, in recent months, I've noticed that there's just gourmet burgers everywhere. So I've decided to uh, venture out and I went to Burgers Priest. Yes, Have you been there? of course. Now I've seen it, and someone told me I should go for the biggest burger, which I can't remember the name of it, but it was. Um, I, it's like, I suppose the best way to describe eating it was like, I could only dislocate my jaw like a boa constrictor swallowing a baby goat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Getting getting it's down a... my neck was like pushing an eight-year-old down a, a narrow <laughs> chimney flue. <laughs> They're really tall. They're obnoxiously tall. And also there's the off-menu items. Did you, did you ever oh, venture into those? Oh, don't start about this. Is, this is the new hipster thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, know. we can't put stuff on the menu. We've got to be secret. crazy. It's it's such, such annoying being cool nowadays. Like You can't even put your name above your bar. Oh, you're going to that bar? What, the one with no name? Yeah, actually, it says in the, in the bottom right of the window, snack bar. But you've got to know it. Yeah. Like it's the twenties, you know. <laughs> yeah, burgers are the same. So you, yeah, because you get a menu in there that's you know you can pick from, but also there's a secret menu. Yeah, <laughs> what's on the secret menu? I'm, I, you know, I haven't ordered off the secret menu to be honest, but it's like combinations of two of the burgers that are on the regular menu, like smushed together to make an even more ginormous burger. Well, this hunk of cow was accompanied by a generous helping of deep fried slabs of potato, the size and weight of I would say piano keys. <laughs> Right. Okay, it was these... lunchtime. For the rest of the day, I felt like I was incubating an immense spherical beef baby. <laughs> these metaphors. <laughs> you got lots. Okay. I, okay. Just, I, I want to describe it to the best of my ability. Before bedtime, you'll understand how it might feel to give birth to a rusty boat. Oh, it's, it's absolute oh, madness. Wow. Even though a posh cheeseburger contains roughly about 800 calories compared with a Big Mac, which actually contains less... That's what I heard in there. I don't quote me on that, but I heard that their burgers are worse in a sense for you because right. they're just so massive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know it's a form of indulgence. So I did it. Okay. Now the Whopperito has been uh, born. This is Burger King rolling out the Whopperito. It started in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure whether it's going to take off here in Canada, but Burger King has taken all the ingredients from the Whopper we know, like the flame grilled beef, the American cheese, all the veg, including tomatoes and pickles and what have you and um, thrown it into a tortilla with mayo which I have to say actually sounds quite good oh I get it like burrito yeah the whopperito the whopperito copy okay that doesn't sound bad because you know if people are trying to cut down on their carbs 
The wrap is less carb loaded than a bun. Exactly. So it's a little bit healthier, but you still get all the fun ingredients. Exactly. That's so a win-win. I, I kind of hope it does take off over the States. Me until, too. of course, it's outlawed by right. Trump for being Latino. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it could be coming up here. We'll see. I mean, you could always make your own. You could just get a Whopper and yeah. just get a wrap and just go, hey, get rid of the bun and chuck it in there. Yeah. But uh, it got me thinking. I don't do it often, but every now and then the old <laughs> cogs go grinding. And uh, I decided to make a quiz for you tonight, Amanda, called Was This a Thing? I am honoured. So, because with even clever planning, a lot of these ideas can go horribly wrong, right? Okay. So some of these have been previously available and some haven't. Some you've just made up? Yes. Okay. So you have to tell me, did this exist? It doesn't okay. exist now. None of these exist now, I'll tell okay. you that. Oh, see, but, this is so hard. Okay. But, mate, life's not easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, have you got any music, Pat? Can you sort us out? Ta. This right. is more like what would would Vinny's brain conjure this up? <laughs> that's really that's how Hopefully I'm going that's in. difficult. <laughs> All right, the first one. Did this exist, Amanda? Burger King's enormous omelette sandwich. Burger King's enormous omelette sandwich is an egg omelette, sausage, and cheese on a massive sesame seed bun. I'm gonna say yes. It did exist. It was released in 2005. The sandwich was far too big for customers and was discontinued, even though it was in America. So wow. it must have been the size. Of a hotel. One point to you. Okay. Next, did this exist? The McDonald's Hula Burger. The Hula Burger was replaced. But for a while, it existed. What they did, instead of having a meat patty, it had a grilled pineapple slice. It was meant for Catholics who didn't eat meat on Fridays. Therefore, it had no meat. I think that's true. It is true. It is true. <laughs> because you couldn't think of something that like that. I just, it's more. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, the fillet of fish was much more popular and the hula burger died. Oh, I feel like vegetarians would have loved that. Burger King's shark nachos. A plate of nachos served with grilled shark meat and fresh vegetables with a lemon mayo. False. It's correct. That Dude. never existed. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Who, who, who? So far, you've done a fantastic three out of three. I know. Three. I get it. It's because I know you. This is, I, that would be something you make I, up. I'm worried about this. <laughs> <laughs> Muck spaghetti. McDonald's tried offering Italian food. In addition to the Muck spaghetti, there was lasagna and fettuccine alfredo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was a thing. Yes, how yeah. do you know all this? Come on, that's a th- that we know that. I thought that was a joke when I found out. No, no, that's Apparently, real. Apparently these items failed in the US, but are actually still available in some international markets. Yeah. Muck spaghetti. It's gross. I mean, as an Italian, I'm offended, but... Did you try it? No. No. Muck pony. A small... <laughs> <laughs> okay, read this one. <laughs> a small burger stuffed with sliced and grilled Shetland pony. False. Damn you. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you because you're in my head. It's like having a wife. Uh, Burger King's Frings. Did they exist? I had these, yes. Frings were a combination of onion rings and fries for the indecisive customer. They were released in the 1970s but discontinued slightly after. Is this true? Oh, slightly after. I feel like I had these, though. May have done. So, yes, I'm saying they're true. Is correct. Yeah. But I feel like they might have brought them back. I absolutely hate you, right? <laughs> Faultless so far. Um, was this a thing? Yes, I'm, ki- I'm kissing my guns right now. I hate you even more. I feel so good. I'm just about to pour water over you and leave the studio in a huff. Um, Muck Africa. 
The map. <laughs> the map. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. The ma the Macafrica <laughs> had beef, cheese, and tomatoes on a pita sandwich. What you, are you know, saying? Well, you know what? They had a Micarabia in Egypt. Right. You're saying false, are you? I'm saying false. True! Damn it. Ha! That's the only... Because, see, Micarabia is a real thing. So Africa makes sense, I well, guess. Well, it probably would have stayed being a thing, but the sandwich caused a spate of negative publicity in 2002 after it was released during famines in Southern Africa. Oh, well, yeah. McDonald's apologised and pulled the item. Who would think McDonald's could be so insensitive? That's not like a massive American corporation. I thought it would... If Mother Teresa was alive, I'm sure it would be her burger place. <laughs> the McLean Deluxe. Was that a thing? The McLean burger has uh, was 91% fat-free. McDonald's replaced the fat with seaweed and water. No. It was a thing! Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't blame you for getting that wrong. That's amazing. Uh, it was introduced in 1991 and disappeared the same year. Customers didn't like the taste of seaweed and water. I mean, what a, what a shocker there! <laughs> I bet in the board meeting they said, well, look, hang on a minute, if I can get through a Big Mac... <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I just... Where was that? That was in that was in the US? US. Most of them in the US, yeah. Wow. It got me onto a really interesting article, actually. There was... That went on to other things. I diversified. I got so interested in it. And there's, like, really weird things that Pizza Hut have tried to do, including a, a sausage-stuffed crust pizza. Oh. Which I, mean, I actually quite like... It's like a piggy in a blanket. Yeah, thing. exactly. That's not bad. Sounds okay. right, doesn't it? Yeah. Have you ever tried their poutine pizza? Is that a thing? Yes, at Pizza Hut. I tried it, and then the next day I had to get my appendix out. I don't know if there was a correlation, <laughs> but that's a true story. But if they advertise with us, then it's definitely a coincidence. <laughs> it was really good, though. You like poutine and pizza. I had a poutine last night, as I do quite often, and mm -hmm. um, it was they, they put chili sauce on it without me asking. Oh, that's dangerous. You can't do that. No, I just had a poutine today. Mm. At, do you know Fresh? What they, on earth? That's a veggie place, isn't it? Yeah, and they do this poutine. It's amazing. They put like they make it. They make you feel less guilty. They put like kale and like green and like baby bok choy on on the poutine. And I suppose the gravy would be vegetarian. Yeah, it's mushroom gravy. Was and it any good? It was amazing. Really? And also, like, because something about the green like crunchiness with the French fries. The French fries are really good. And then I, and you feel less guilty because you're like I've. There's a bit of, what did you say? A bit of, a lick of veg in sight. Yeah. Sniff. <laughs> a sniff of veg not on it. Not a sniff of it's veg. a sniff of veg. This is not what we no, do. I got accosted by a homeless man halfway through. <laughs> the weirdest moment. He goes, um, it's the second time it's happened to me as well. He goes, uh, have you got any change? And I said, no, sorry. And, he, and I can't repeat what he said, but let's just say he said, you absolute effing C. Wow. I thought, you need to work on your pitch, really. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Rough, yeah, it's rough. So, if you're listening, um, well, if you're listening, I hope you drop that radio. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in, that was fun. You did extremely well, Thank which you. Uh, proves that you must know a lot about food. Are you calling me fat? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back next week, and uh, hopefully, I'll have stories and perhaps a bit of audio for my trip to Iceland. And uh, hopefully, you're here as well. And we can we can compare Iceland notes because yes. I know you've been, haven't you? Yes. So, uh, and if I'm not here, then it didn't go very well. Uh, take care. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks a lot, Pat. Thanks, Amanda. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.